to The Truth In This Art. I am your host, Rob Lee. And today I am chatting with the executive director of art and feminism, Kara Wisniewski. Welcome to the podcast. Thanks for having me. So let's let's get into it because you're all you're running everywhere. Uh, you're running everything, all of the things, you know, <laughs> Kara face, Kara face that is. Um, so let's get into those 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 vital stats. I like to let the guests really break down like what they do and ultimately what what brought you here um, to, to this podcast uh, mostly. So um, vital stats, um, what brought you to Baltimore and a little bit about your background? Sure. So I have been in Charm City for nearly 10 years, which I know is by no means makes me a native because I cannot answer the question of where I went to high school, um, which I went to high school in Florida. Um, but yeah, I've been here for nearly 10 years. I love it here. Recently bought a home here um, and just, you know, I'm here for and celebrating for all things Baltimore. I love it that you, you did throw in there the very Baltimore thing where it's like, where, where are you? What's, what high school did you go to? <laughs> I like how you I threw that in there. I can't answer that question. <laughs> right. I know. I know that that proves that you're a true Baltimorean, but I, I cannot answer that question, unfortunately. So was there anything in um, your, your personal history or your uh, professional history that kind of led you to doing the work that you're, you're doing now um, that really was like, yeah, I knew I was going to be in that. Like, for instance, for me, I learned this recently or rediscovered this recently. And uh, when I was a kid, I was a master's of ceremony at like four. And <laughs> I, I was telling the, 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 the guest about this and it just came up in conversation and she was like, so you were just a, he was just a podcaster in the eighties. I was like, I, I guess so. So was there anything that kind of led you that, you know, you maybe remember from growing up or earlier in your life that you're like, yeah, this is something I could do. Or this is something that interests me. I think the thread that really is throughout my entire career and then like, kind of like is, I guess, seated in earlier in, in life is that I want to be involved with things that have a purpose and that are community driven. Mm -hmm. And so that's always things that have been really, really kind of central and like the thread to a lot of the things that I do. Um, because if you look at the summation of what I've, my career, it's a little disparate, but, um, yeah, the thread I think is like community and like actually having a purpose, which, you know, can be, hard in these capitalist streets that we live in <sighs> the streets that are paved in gold but it's kind of kind of fake gold it's not real thought it was real mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah it's like that uh what's, what's that line from uh blow and it's like the money's not real it's not real <laughs> everything's a construct yes um, so can you share some of those recent influences? Because obviously art is a big piece of it as well. So some of those recent influences are their specific works in terms of visual arts, literature, film, so on, that are specifically important to you. I am such a fan of so many different genres of art. I would say that during the pandemic, actually, honestly, since, since about 2016, um, I have been, I don't like really the term guilty pleasures because I don't think anything that you find pleasurable should be guilty. But I will say that since really 2016, I have been really leaning into uh, what I have been referring to as just like bubblegum candy uh, consumption in terms of like my art consumption. Um, I haven't had honestly a lot of, I just haven't had it in me. I mean, honestly, we're all exhausted, right? Yes. To really 
take in a lot of like, kind of like deep work. Not that that work isn't important, not that that work isn't impactful. And I'm so glad that it's happening, but like really for me, I've just been consuming a lot of junk food in terms when you could think about, um, of when you think about art consumption in that way. And I think that's important too, because I think it's important that just because something might not be highbrow, that it's not considered, you know, art or an influencing or important in that way. So, uh, a question that we've been at, that I've asked in like opening circles and meetings and stuff like that is because I feel like asking like, you know, what has been an important piece of art can be a lot, maybe try to put people on the spot, try to make them think of like, Oh, I have to say something important or, or, you know, really kind of influential. Um, we've been just asking things like what TV are you watching right now? Or like what album has brought you joy recently? Or what's a song that like kind of you've heard in recent time that, uh, you're like, ah, this song reminds (laughs) me of that moment. And so I'm not answering your question yet. I'm realizing, no, 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 no. but I, but I like the way that I like the way that you, you framed that out and it actually, uh, lends itself to a different way of thinking because, I, and and we'll get back to the question, but I at least wanted to put this in there where, especially when it comes to like, what's considered art, what's not considered art, what's highbrow and so on. It's like, I'll have some people in pockets who'll say, yeah, podcasting is art, especially the way that some people go about it. And other people like, oh, that's just a microphone and you talking nonsense. And it's just like, what is it? You know, really, does it bring you joy? And that's the way I like the way that you described it. And it shouldn't make you feel guilty. It's just it's joy and it's something you enjoy. And that's all that really matters. I, I like that. Yeah, definitely. It also kind of this is segueing from your or yeah, diverging from your question a little bit. But um, a practice that one of my dear friends and I have had for over 10 years now is that at the beginning, we don't do a new year's resolution because resolutions are trash or no shade to anybody who makes resolutions. But, uh, what we try to do instead is come up with like a mantra for the year. So kind of like, uh, thinking about a way of how we want to give some framing or context for the year. And so, um, with this year, what we have come up with is kind of thinking along the lines of like, yeah, there's a lot of things that are terrible about the world right now, but just because there's a lot of things that are terrible about the world right now, doesn't mean that there isn't joy there. It yeah. does. And like, you deserve joy. I deserve joy. Everybody deserves joy. And they can be like really simple joys too. And so the theme for 2022 that we decided is celebrate everything. So really kind of just celebrating all those small pleasures. So like, for instance, this morning I, um, made a really good matcha latte at home. (laughs) And I was like, I was just really quite proud of myself, frankly, and then just also just like really enjoying it. And so that was something that I think, you know, not necessarily necessitating a parade, but, uh, I found joy in that. And I was celebrating that. I mean, I have a second line whenever I finish a podcast. So I mean, <laughs> right, right, right on sister, right on. Uh, yeah. Uh, and I think, you know, well, let, let's, let's, let's reframe it then. Cause I, I think I like the way that you framed it. What, what is, what's something like that you're watching right now that you're just really into that's really giving you some joy. Ooh. Um, well, I love, love, love the sex lives of college girls. Okay. Um, that was on the, it's, what is it on HBO? Mindy Kaling. Yeah. Show. You're giving me an okay that you haven't watched it. 
I recommend it, Rob. Okay. Note it. Note it. <laughs> it's a good time. It's a good time. Um, and so that was something that I, I watched while, cause like I said, recently purchased a home here. So, um, as I was like slowly unpacking our living room, I just had that on, which like made it even like slower to unpack. <laughs> but <laughs> that was like the thing that I watched recently that I really enjoyed. That's great. I've uh, spent a fair amount of this week. I'm almost finished. Uh, it's a, what is it called? A Genji Ito's collection, which is a horror anime because I, I feel like when I have conversations with uh, my partner's kid, he's just like, yeah, so this anime, you watch it yet? I was like, nah. He's like, I thought you watch anime. So now I'm trying to get my street credit back, my anime street credit. And I throw, I say, yeah, bro, you got to check this one out, man. I don't think you watched it yet. So it makes me look like I know something. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Yeah. You got to keep up with the youth. Yeah. Um, so I read that you're a person that turns ideas into reality. I, I truly I admire that, uh, whether it's running a successful collaborative art show, developing an interactive karaoke based experience that celebrates friendship or creating a satirical trailer for a movie that will never and should never be made. Tell me about your mindset when it comes to uh, chasing whimsies. That's what I like to call these things. Whimsies. Oh, I love that. Um, I mean, really, I, I am the the friend where you're like you'll mention some kind of something as an offhand joke and i just like my brain works and i just mentally make a note of that and then i'm like wait i know this was said as a joke but should we really do this <laughs> um and so that is it's kind of it's it's how my brain works in a lot of ways too um it's not always the right thing to do though the the, the like just just because you can doesn't mean you should but oftentimes it is pretty it, like results and like pretty delightful, um, results. Yeah. Like I, I've, I've had that a few, few different times. Cause on the weekends I'm useless. I, I just hang out with the, with the girl face. Cause we throw face around as well. And, uh, I'll just start saying the most inane nonsense. And it's usually pop culture related as she'll say, everything goes back to Robocop and predator. And it's like, <laughs> And somehow I, I remember just ranting about um, SWAT cats, uh, the old Hanna-Barbera cartoon. And I was like, why don't they have like a like a legal branch? I was like, like claw and order. And she was like, oh, my God, this pun, this pun guy is going <laughs> to keep talking. And, and that eventually turned into a comic book that she and I write together. Oh, my goodness. I love that. And I, I was, love that kind of thing. And I was just like, you know, my thing is, let's let's ride that wave. And it's, you know, Aquarius pun there, but let's ride that wave and let's see what we can get out. Let's see if there's actually uh, something that we can put together and something that could be made from this. It might be a short thing. It might be a long term thing, but let's see what we can do with it. Yeah, I love that. So like kind of the things that you're alluding to, um, I can speak a little bit more to. Uh, so the satirical <laughs> the satirical trailer of a movie that like doesn't exist and should never exist. Um, this is like, I'm kind of, it is only partially my story to tell. It is really originates with my, my dear friend, Mario Brandhorst, who's my co-organizer for creative mornings. And we've done many, a silly project together. So, um, we, uh, pre pandy, we would infrequently very poorly play poker with a group of friends. Um, and, this old story came out this, that once upon a time, he was just ordering chicken fingers so often from like this one takeout place that yeah. the delivery guy referred to him as chicken finger man. Um, and this was like years ago. And then he moved and he ordered chicken fingers from like another place. And like when the, the delivery guy came and he was at this new place, like the delivery guy was like, 
chicken finger man and he's like yeah chicken finger man and it was like this really like funny kind of great little moment and then at this poker night we were then joking about i don't know how it evolved it all really quickly into like chicken finger man like being edward scissors hands or being freddy cougar and just like having chicken fingers right and so then like a week later mario and i were at brewer's art and we were talking about just like how silly that all is. And then that quickly became, well, we should just make a trailer right now. And so we made a trailer Absolutely. for Chicken Finger Man. And actually the internet's just told me that that was four years ago this week, um, where we then got some chicken fingers from Never on Sunday, uh, and then made a ridiculous trailer. Uh, we called it Nightmare on Charles Street. And <laughs> Chicken Finger Man made his debut in a movie trailer that will never become a movie. But I mean, that's still like, as you're saying, like just like kind of chasing that whimsy yeah. that serves zero purpose for the world. Very low brow when talking yeah. about art, but just very fun. <laughs> and that's, and that's at the end of the day, what it's supposed to be. I think like um, sometimes when I look at like pop culture, popular media and things of that nature, it's like, is this fun? Who, who's this for? I, I start asking those types of questions. It's like, I can recognize something may not necessarily be for me in terms of what they're talking about or what the subject matter is, but it's like, okay, the attempt was made. I see what you're going for. Not for me, but I respect it. But a lot <laughs> of times you see stuff that feels like it's a chore and it's like, where's the fun? That's, that's the thing that I'm looking for. Where is mm -hmm, the fun? Mm -hmm. Um, so let's see. This is almost a natural segue here. Um, so as, as one of the, the hosts of Creative Mornings, um, what, what are your morning routines, creative or otherwise? Um, I feel like I would like to be a person who has routines. <laughs> and I like to pretend that I do sometimes. I would say I'm a morning person. Um, I definitely am a morning person. Morning hours are when I thrive. Um, one routine I, I guess you could have, say I have, is uh, since the pandy, I've started running and complete, you know, cliche of pandemic activity. And really that is in part to a great local run crew called A Tribe Called Run. Yes. And so I run with them every Wednesday morning that I can. Um, and so that is meeting at 6 a.m. at Poly at the track there yeah. and we, we run around the track, um, all, all year long. Um, and so that is, I would say a routine I have of, of the morning. Um, and it's, it's honestly, it's probably my favorite running activity yeah. is the, are those Wednesday morning runs. And outside of that, in terms of routine, um, I drink tea in the morning, do a little reading, <laughs> but yeah, definitely a morning person for sure. Do you yeah. have routines in the morning, Rob? I, I do. Um, so I, you know, with the, the pandemic and all of that, I was like, I need not to sit down all day. So I would get up and I have like, I would get up and try to walk like between 30 and 90 minutes. Like that was, that was mm -hmm. my go-to or have you, I've gone through so many pairs of shoes because some of that walking became running and, um, I'm, I'm a, I'm a relatively large individual and I'll go through a pair of shoes pretty quickly. So it was that, but on the back end of it to feel like, um, I it was unfun. I was like, all right, 
I'm going to go to a bakery and I'm probably going to get a croissant and a latte. And that's what I'm going to do. So, but literally every morning, it's some version of physical activity, either going to the gym or doing that, that, that long walk and wrapping it up with, you know, a croissant and a nice coffee. Um, that's usually that, that flow. And I feel like it aligns me. It syncs me up for the day. It's like, okay, you got your coffee in hand. Now get to work. Like, you know, and whatever that might look like, it might be going into the office. It might be, um, just setting up some audio for a super early interview, but, um, you know, might be going to cafe dearly on, might be going to, uh, one do it's one of those situations. I was like, look, get my coffee, right? <laughs> but yeah, that, I can't start my day off wrong. You know, it's like a flat day. Can't do totally. it. No, I, I feel you. Um, I do have a follow up question for you there though, because I did hear in that response that you do sometimes run. So when are you going to come run with us? <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll discuss. I can't be held accountable on Mike. We'll discuss that. We'll discuss <laughs> We'll discuss it. Cause it's that poly and I'm a city guy and that's just, you know. Okay. So that we definitely have city proud alum within, within the run crew as well. Okay. Um, so the other runs, so I'm just becoming like, an ad for uh, this run crew I run with now, but the runs are Wednesday morning, 6am at Polly. The kind of ice, like the beginning run, the main run is on Monday nights at our house and that's at 6pm. And so that's like usually like a 5k ish distance, but we have run to city and back. Okay. Like that's kind of like a, a, a familiar route that happens there. And then Saturday mornings are a long run, which are a distance of five, eight or 10 miles. But okay. You could definitely come to that Monday night run and we just might run to city. Okay. That, that's, that's an enticement right there. I like to hear those. <laughs> so I have a few more questions before I get to my rapid fire questions, which everyone seems sure, to enjoy. Please. Um, so as a can do person, uh, can you tell me um, something that comes to mind when you think of a really big triumph and, uh, or a really big failure or have you, or something that just didn't go ideal? I think often people say no losses, only wins. And it's like, nah, you had some things no. that blew up in your face. So what was something that kind of comes to mind in either of those areas? And was there something that you like really learned about yourself or a process that you've carried on? Yeah, definitely. And I I can think of an example that kind of answers all of those versions of that question. So um, when I first moved to the area, I actually lived in the D.C. area before moving to Baltimore. Um, I moved to the D.C. area when I was 23. And I feel like um, I am now 38. But when I was 28, like I feel like when you're like in that very early 20s, age, you feel like, you know, everything and that you're like a full grown person. And, and then, you know, now several years later, I'm like untrue. Um, <laughs> but something that I did when I was 23 years old, I had moved here from living in Chicago for a year where I had a really tremendous experience volunteering for this organization called 826. And when I was moving to DC, I emailed 826 national to be like, Hey, do you have anything like this going on in DC? And they responded, no, but here is a list of uh, other people who have sent a similar query. So I blindly emailed like this group of strangers just being like, hey, do you want to start something like A26 in DC? And a couple people responded. Um, And I think it was kind of that can-do attitude of just uh, combined with the cockiness of being 23 years old, where I was just like, yeah, we're just going to start a nonprofit like this other one. and never really thought otherwise. Um, 
and, and, and we did it, which is yeah. like the very exciting part of that, of that story. Um, AT60C now serves thousands of students in DC every year. Um, there's actually this poem that keeps going viral in a really beautiful way that uh, it's called the tiger that was written by at the time, um, a six-year-old and it is all because of this really wonderful programming and the great people of A260C. Something that I think in terms of like the, I wouldn't necessarily say a failure, but just like, this is not the way to do things. <laughs> um, I feel like the things that we really prioritized in the moment are very silly now. I mean, at the end result was still really positive, but I think we just got really fixated on certain things that just didn't matter at the end of the day. And I think that's also something about just, again, just being young and passionate too, where sure. you, there's something that you really think is so important in that moment. And then it's just like, this doesn't really matter in the sum of things. And I think that's kind of a lesson that can be carried in a lot of places, even now, it's just like when something gets really passionate and of course, when people get really passionate, they get really into it, but just zooming out and just kind of being like, but like in this total sum, is this really the thing that we need to get all, you know, yeah. worked up about in the moment. Um, but yeah, I'm so proud of the work that of A260C and everything they're doing now. I'm far removed from the day-to-day -day there now and just, just really celebrate them and all the work that they're doing. But I do think, you know, I do think often about, I guess not often, I do think about sometimes about how it all like just started with just being like, hey, I'm just going to email this group of strangers and see what happens. Yeah. Um, I, I always think back of in, in doing this and where I'm at now with it. And when I started, just how meticulous I was with, let me trim this out. Let me trim that out. Too many ums. There's so many pauses in here. And it's like, well, it's taken away from the naturalness of the conversation. It feels, it feels just whack and kind of a little overly refined, overly manicured. And now I'm just like, it's good putting out there. It's like, you had to at least edit it, level the voices for goodness sake, do something. <laughs> it's like, I'm on the other end of it. It's like, ah, it's fine. I'm great. <laughs> um, let's see, describe the importance of community and capacity building. Like why is, why is that so important for, for people that don't get it? Cause I feel like there are a fair amount of people that don't get it. I mean, we all have to meet people where they're at. Right. Sure. Um, and I think that's actually part of it. Right. So part of that kind of like community, uh, organizing work is just really meeting people where they're at and as like a fundamental kind of step one and just really, I think the other thing, and this is part, we really, this is something that, uh, really resonates with me and like the work that happens at my day job, which is art and feminism is people in their community know their community best. Mm -hmm. And so it's not, you got to trust that and you got to trust that process. And so I think that's like kind of like the two main things about community is just like really meeting people where they are and then trusting that people in that community in their community know their community best. And the best way to really work with that is to become part of the community. So being a community with community, which I know, I know I've said community like <laughs> at least a dozen trillion times. <laughs> and so uh, I just forgot the second part of your question. Well, the, Remind just, me. well, it's, it's mostly the the importance of it. And yeah, I think, I think you actually keyed in on it though. <laughs> no, I think you covered it. Um, and 
I, I, I guess I'll dovetail a little bit or attach something to it, not to do what dudes do and spl- mansplain it. But I, I think I think one of the things that's important there, uh, I think you touched on it, where are you in the community, meeting people where they're at? And I, I see it all the time. There are places like this that have certain resources, whether it be the culture, whether it be art, so on. Right. And there are people that are coming. It's like, I'm the face of this and I'm the face of that. And it's like, you don't live here. You are a part of the city or the community that you want to speak for and be the face of. And it happens more often than not. But I think the key thing, as, as you touched on, is are you in the community? Are you a part of the community? Are you of it? And I think that's the thing here, um, because I, I think for for Baltimoreans generally, we're very authentic. And when it looks like what you doing? <laughs> like you don't belong here. That's a, you, this ain't yours. We will we'll call that out. And I think that's that's important. And uh, I think that's what you're what you were kind of touching on with um, meeting people where they're at. At least that's what I took out of it. Yeah, and I think it doesn't mean that it's. And I think that's another thing about Baltimore that's really great, though, too, is that it's not inaccessible. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like definitely in other cities that I've been to, either visiting or lived in. Um, various communities can be hard to become a part of, but I have found that um, Baltimore communities in general are extremely welcoming. And so it's not, it's just a matter of just like kind of being able to just not, you know, Columbus on in there and actually (laughs) just like do the work of like becoming part of the communities that you're interested in being part of. Yeah, let me just colonize this real quick. And uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I have all the solutions. I'm like, no, no, man. Like, that's Here's not, my flag that's with a that. picture of my own face on it. Stamp. Um, yeah, exactly, exactly. There's a there's so much. There's so many rich communities within the city already. I I mean, the one thing that I think there is room for improvement where I think this is, this is a universal for any space is that often sometimes communities can work in silos. And so just kind of like having those spaces where communities can collaborate together more effectively. I think like that's something that, um, not just Baltimore, but like many cities could really benefit from is just having more of those collaborative spaces. Totally. Absolutely. Uh, this one kind of ties in. I think you, you've covered this one. This is the last of the real questions. So being that you've uh, been in other communities, you've traveled to different places, seen different art scenes and things of that sort. What does it mean to your to work within and have ties to Baltimore? And what makes Baltimore awesome, which sounds really punish. But uh, <laughs> please, uh, what makes Baltimore awesome? And what does it mean for you to work within the arts and have ties to Baltimore? Yeah. I mean, there's so many things that make Baltimore awesome. Um, one of the, the kind of organizations that I've been, uh, had the pleasure and the honor to work with is, uh, awesome Baltimore. And what we do is we give out thousand dollar, no strings attached funding six times a year to people in Baltimore doing awesome things. And, What's really great about that is there's only two criteria that is completely, well, the first one's not arbitrary. The second one is. So the first one is, is it in Baltimore city? That's not arbitrary. That's a very like, (laughs) it has to be in the city. And we're actually, we're pretty hard nosed about that. Like we're like, Oh, this is in Baltimore County. Mm, I don't know. Um, 
we're very hard nosed about <laughs> projects being like in Baltimore city and benefiting Baltimore city. And then the second criteria is more arbitrary, but is like, is it awesome? Um, and through the work of this organization, it's been just such a delight to read about all of the awesome things that are happening here. I think there's just, there's countless people doing amazing things here. Yeah. And, and like, as we were talking about earlier about how Baltimore is just like a pretty accessible place too. I think these are all the things that just truly make Baltimore the greatest city in America. Like I know we have those benches and people kind of scoff about them, but I'm like, no, it's facts. Like, you can't argue with facts, like yes. the bench facts, truths right there. Um, <laughs> but also, yeah, there's just so much here to celebrate and so many people doing amazing things. And I just really am quite happy to call this home. That's wonderful. Um, so that's all I have of the real questions. Now it's time to get weird. Uh, <laughs> so rapid fire questions. Um, so either these have come from something I've... I, as I've told people before, I stalk the internet and find details that I think are interesting about the person. Nothing that's out of the ordinary, but something that's like there might be sitting on the social media. It's like, okay, yeah, I did have that back in the day or what have you. Um, there are a few people who've forgotten things. It's like, oh, I used to make kombucha. Wow, I didn't remember that. So <laughs> these are really rapid fire, kind of like you can give extra detail if you want, but it's unnecessary. All right. Okay, no, good. Uh, Go to karaoke song. Ooh, so it is now, hmm, this has evolved over time, but I would say if my best friend Kim is in town, we do baby by Justin Bieber. And I have a, a karaoke kind of like gimmick that I've, uh, I don't know. I haven't done it in a while because karaoke in the outside world, this is such a detailed question answer, um, but karaoke in the outside world hasn't really happened during the candy. But, um, my gimmick in karaoke is I use like a death metal voice. And nice. so I do, um, Justin Bieber's baby in a death metal voice. I'm a fan. That's, that's great. That's great. Um, I had this running bit where I was uh, telling my girlfriend, I was like, you, we should just have me as a country singer. And I was like, I want to fund like things that aren't traditionally connected to that group. It's like, Oh, well, I'm just going to be the, um, it was like the, what is it? The Zavtig crooner of middle Tennessee came with a whole backstory and I'm just singing in like a nineties grunge voice, but to country songs. She's I like, love it. She's like, will you stop? I was like, I'm not well, going to. I'm here for it. I want to hear it. Let's go. <laughs> I was like, will you be my June Carter? She was like, will you stop talking? <laughs> no, I, I don't want to hear this. I, I mean, I, I like the, the cadence of your voice. Like, I'm like country. Yeah, I hear it. I see it. <laughs> It'd be something. Um, this, is, this has to do. Okay. Roger Rabbit, Bugs Bunny, or Bad Bunny? Oh, um. We'll go Roger Rabbit. Okay. Okay. We're, we're, we're the same age. We're essentially the same age. Great. Great. <laughs> I appreciate that. Uh, favorite area to go for a run in Baltimore. Oh, I, I really love, uh, running. I, this is gonna be controversial because I don't think, I think a lot of runners hate it, but I like like Montebello. But no, that's, that's, a, that's a good area. Near, near, near city, near noted castle on the hill. <laughs> Mobility. The night. <laughs> That is what, um, the part of that run on Monday nights when we run to city, like will makes us run up that hill <laughs> as the turnaround point, which I'm always just like, this is bullshit, but we all do it. <laughs> so I'm familiar with that hill. <laughs> so this is the last one I have, and this is the kind of 
the goofier one, but it's I think it's a solid question to kind of uh, wrap this up. What does creativity mean to you? Ooh, um, creativity, I think, is an expression. And so however that expression manifests and it means you, I think it's an, an individual expression, too. Because I think that like your individual expression of creativity is probably different from anyone's and completely unique. So I love that question. Well, cheers. Thank you for that. Um, that's all I have. And this has been wonderful for me. Thank you so much. Um, the floor is yours to shamelessly plug anything that you want to plug. Um, and then we'll wrap up from there. Oh, goodness. All right. So I'm going to talk about three things I've decided sure. just now. <laughs> Creative Mornings Baltimore is something that I have the pleasure of being the host and co-organizer of. We do monthly curated talks the last Friday of every month. Uh, there are over 200 chapters around the world, and we all kind of meet based on two main principles. One, we believe that everyone is creative and everyone is invited. And then two, there's a theme each month and we all curate on the same theme. And so that kind of unites us with all the 200 global chapters. So last Friday of the month, three talks, check them out. Hopefully they'll be back in person sometime this year. <laughs> um, the second thing I want to plug is awesome Baltimore thousand dollars, no strings attached funding given out six times a year. If you have a great idea in Baltimore that you think makes Baltimore more awesome, please apply. Um, again, we literally just give you a thousand dollars. There's no reporting or anything. We just hope that you do the thing that you do. Um, and then the third thing I want to talk about is come run with us. Like come <laughs> run with the tribe club run. Rob, I'm going to get you. Uh, <laughs> I, um, have found so much joy in this community. Um, and I find it, you know, like, let's just get out there. And really it's truly all paces are welcome. Um, I know I have, I've, I've run with other run groups and I am not a fast runner. And so I definitely want to like, and also like anybody who's new and you're like, kind of maybe haven't done a group run before, but want to come check it out, but you're intimidated by it. I'll run with you the whole time. As long as you're not running faster than me, then somebody else will <laughs> run with you. But like, if you run at my pace or a little bit uh, more than my pace, I'm happy to run with you. So uh, come run with us. So there you have, thank you. Uh, so, so there you have it folks. Uh, I hope you guys learned something. This is, this has been great. So for the super talented, the super interesting, funny, uh, Kira Wisniewski, I am Rob Lee saying that there is community cause you said it a thousand million times <laughs> I know. Oh. <laughs> in and around Baltimore. You just got to look for it. Oh.